Social Strategy Podcast, episode number 24. Welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, where it's all about making the most of your business with smart tips on what's working now in social media, online business, and good old-fashioned networking. And now your host, who's also known as Ross PR on Twitter, Vernon Ross. Hey guys, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast. And the guest that I have on today is really exciting. I'm excited about this interview. We ran into each other basically because of an amazing video that I'm going to get into, and it's going to be linked into the show notes. You guys have to watch this video and listen to this entrepreneur. She's pretty amazing. I I mean, she's a pivot master. She knows when to change direction and take whatever her vision is when it's not going exactly the way she wants it and move on to something that is a much better, clearer path. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Going to go ahead and get into the interview, and I will see you guys on the back end. Hey guys, this is Vernon Ross, and welcome to the Social Strategy Podcast, bringing you the best in online business, social media, and good old-fashioned networking. And today, I've got some estrogen in the room, finally. I've had a bunch of guys on the podcast, and I thought it was time to switch it up a little bit. And this was all prompted, again, you guys know I check my Twitter feed all the time, from a video that I saw and it's it's a campaign called Stop the Madness and it is from this awesome entrepreneur her name is Shauna McKenzie and she she's pretty amazing I start looking at her background she got her start in image consulting back in 07 so she's been around for a little bit found that she was just trading dollars for hours she was an entrepreneur she was doing her own thing had been in her own business for a couple of years but you know trading dollars for hours can you just can't scale it you can't reproduce yourself enough and if you're not working you're not making money so she decided to stop doing exactly that and as you guys know the best way to reproduce yourself is to create a course. She created a course and she's just hit the ground running from then. She's actually rebranded her business and we're gonna get into that. It was McKinsey Image Consulting and now it's Best Kelp Self. She's brought on five altogether team members, five ladies, just powerhouse company. Shauna, how you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing well, thank you so much. So. We met sort of online. Yep. <laughs> Another Twitter connection. Yep, love it. And the video that you that I saw touched me and it's it's the Stop the Madness campaign. Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get a little bit more into your background. So the video itself, the whole Stop the Madness campaign is really revolving around eliminating or doing your best to limit the negative self-talk. Not only that, but with the purpose of stopping the negative self-talk will hopefully make you a more open and non-judgmental person. Women uh, with background being in image consulting and all the work that we've done with women in, in confidence and trying to get them to really feel good about themselves, we realize that it's it's a huge problem. Uh, the way women feel about themselves, what they think when they look in the mirror. And what's especially problematic about it is when these women have children and these children are overhearing their moms say these really awful negative things about themselves into a child, they think that's truth because they don't, they don't know any different. So it's not only extremely hurtful to yourself, but extremely impactful to the people around you. And you, it's, it's, it's definitely planting a seed 
in your children's mind, male or female children, that is long-term and can really be developed into their character. So the video itself is, is really aimed to be impactful to ourselves. It starts with you. It starts with me. Um, it, st- it starts with stopping comparing ourselves, and it starts with really embracing and loving the things about ourselves that we deserve to love and that everyone else loves about us. Yeah, I saw the video, and I was like, I'm like, is this part of the Dove <laughs> campaign? Because that's what it reminded me of, you know, how Dove yeah. does those commercials. I'm like, wow, this is really touching. And the fact that I have girls uh-huh. and, you know, we've dealt with the middle school drama, which I think it gets really bad in middle school yep. and kind of evens out over high school. But we've dealt with that. And I have one in middle school now and one in college. And the one that's in middle school, she's gone, you know, she's going through it. <laughs> she, yeah. she continues to go all kids in middle school go through it yeah. but it was just something that i was like wow this is this is interesting because you don't find most entrepreneurs women entrepreneurs men whatever that aren't directly in the the motivational space yeah talking about something like this and that's not really where you are it does fit because i mean you you're into image consulting and impression management, as yeah. you as you told me, but I just thought it was an amazing video. I'm like, wow, everybody needs to go see that video, and we'll put it in the show notes, a link to it, so you guys can go watch it. I think you'll enjoy watching it. Yeah, I appreciate that, and and it's not even just about it's not even just about how we look. It's it's about how we feel in terms of reaching our own goals. I see so many women that have just incredible innate experience and expertise that could be following their dreams and this negative self-talk prevents them from doing so. So the video is really, you know, not just aimed at, at that outward self, but having, having the faith and the trust in yourself to really do something great and start that business or take that international trip or whatever it is, you know, that's holding you back. So, um, yeah, share the link. I would really appreciate that. Oh yes. Yes. It, it was amazing. So let's, let's get a little bit into your, into your business. You started like 2007, yep. um, guess went to school for image consulting, got mm-hmm. out and just kind of started your own business start start how did you do that what happened yeah so um went to my undergrad education was in communication and entrepreneurship and when i got out of school i actually worked public affairs for the air force it was my first real job i guess oh, nice. uh, and amazing opportunity. I, I definitely don't take that that experience for granted, but I very quickly realized that that was not going to be for me. Uh, I wanted to be in control of my own destiny. I wanted to have flexibility of my, my calendar. So um, that entrepreneurship bug had definitely been in me through, uh, through college and taking those courses. So image consulting was something that I had some experience with when I was in high school. It was definitely a subject area I, I had a natural interest and gravitated towards. Boards. So I started doing some research when I was working uh, for the Air Force and decided I was going to pop up this business and, and work on it after work and, and on the weekends and just do as much as I could. So I did both simultaneously for about six months. And one day they pulled me into the office and they said, this was, this was in early 08. They said, Shauna, we're so sorry. Um, we're out of funding for civilians. And unfortunately your position is one of the first to go. Oh wow! not only that, but they're like, we have three days. We can't even give you two weeks. 
So I Thanks, was, Uncle Sam. Exactly. I was launched into self-employment full time then. And I had a I had a decision there to make. I thought, okay, all right, I can go and interview for, for other jobs. I can get something part-time, or I can just throw myself in. Um, I was single, you know, I was 22. I can just make this work. You know, I think having that pressure, I've got to feed myself, I've got to pay rent, so I've got to make this happen. I attribute I attribute that to a lot of my success, honestly. Right. So let's fast forward a little bit. You got into that. You start doing some image consulting, picking up clients, um, going out there, doing the sales. I think a lot of people, um, at least in my audience and people that I talk to that want to start their own business and part of their business is going out and, and getting freelance work. Because there is a difference between, of course, being a freelance person and being an entrepreneur. Uh huh. You know, a freelance person, you still work dollars for hours an entrepreneur the difference is when you go to sleep you can still make money you still have stuff coming in and you know people go oh well you know i'm just going to freelance i have my own business you have a business name and people still pay you hourly for what you do and when you're not doing it you're not getting paid so unless you're paid a retainer you actually haven't crossed that barrier over to entrepreneurship so it took you a little bit to figure that out yeah about, about a couple years right yeah, a couple of years. And when I, you know, started my business, the the fan page, I mean, social media wasn't where it was at like it is today. Um, fan pages were not a thing for businesses. I think that started happening in 2009 because yeah. I remember being one of the first people to start a fan page for my business before people were even thinking about doing that. So, you know, I, there was not that insight for me to use social networks in that way. Um, and also I think, you know, as a consultant and with what I was doing, there was kind of this pressure that I had to have a certain amount of years under my belt to have a certain amount of credibility and clout to put out something. And that held me back for a little bit, which, you know, going back, I I wish that I would have started sooner because I felt credible in what I was doing. I had been doing it full time, you know, like most other image consultants, a lot of them, you know, this is a side business or it's not full time. So, um, it was a lot of just, just kind of, you know, wariness or not feeling so confident in, in having the years of experience that held me back for a little bit. So that's a that's a thing in image consulting, I guess, just like it is in real estate or, or any other service business like that, where people look at you based on the amount of years you've been doing it. Yeah. I mean, I guess, and then looking back, I could have certainly popped up content products aimed at my clients, but again, social media just wasn't where it was at. Um, like it, like it was today. So that wasn't even on my radar. What was on my radar was the train the trainer model. I thought, you know, I could definitely make some money training and I've built this business from the ground up with no contacts, no money. I did this all grassroots. I I got creative with my resources. I know how to start the business. I know all the business side of it. I, there's a huge hole missing in this industry for that kind of information. So I wanted to be on the training side of it. So a lot of, a lot of it in my mind was like, okay, so is someone going to hire me to be their trainer when I've only been in business for two years? You know, I don't know. So that was the mentality at that time. So something I was going, going to ask as we got into that part of the conversation is how did you go out and get business? I think a lot of people have a disconnect when they say, I want to go and I want to go out and get business. How did you actually pitch business? For the actual consulting work? Mm Mm-hmm. 
it was most of it came from just having a website. So having a presence online, a lot of it just came through that way. And then, uh, I would say that was 60% of it. And the 40% of it was out there shaking hands, networking like crazy. I was a networking powerhouse for about two years straight. I went to every event. I joined <laughs> every organization. I mean, it was, I had the time to do so cause I threw myself in there full time. So just going out and meeting people and making contacts. Right. I, I just wanted to ask you that. And it's, it's, a very basic question, but I get it so much that I just want to hear it from other successful people. It's like, you got to go out there, shake hands, kiss babies, knock doors, and you got to have a presence. If you want people to know that you're in your own business, you actually have to tell them. Absolutely. And you know, the thing now with it being so social, I think a lot of people think that I'll just sit behind my computer. I can do all this networking and I don't have to go out there and do that. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. You still have to be out there showing your face and and having a presence and combining that face-to-face interaction with the online stuff. So I think a lot of people um, these days, because we've become so online driven, kind of neglect that. So when you uh, when you decided to start a course, yep. and what what made you think that a course was a good idea? So the reason that I, I what finally kicked me into gear was was the burnout of waiting for that client to come through the door. I was so tired of not knowing what my revenue was going to be month to month. I mean, it's exhausting. And so I kind of went through this contemptful phase of just, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm so tired of waiting and just not in control of that. So I, I sat there and I thought, okay, what information am I repeating over and over and over? And I was getting constant phone calls and emails from people that had been following my brand, following me online, loved our website, loved the consulting work and wanted to get into the industry. And so for a while there, I just would take those phone calls because I was so appreciative in the beginning when people did that for me. And then I just, again, ran out of time. So I thought, you know, I'm just repeating the same information over and over to these people. There is nothing out there that's an introduction to image consulting. There's no course. Everything is a do it yourself, figure it out, research, or pay thousands of dollars for a certification. There's nothing in between. So I thought, why don't I just pop up a, an introduction to image consulting four week course, something really, really affordable. I think the first price that I set for it was 185 mm-hmm. and it worked. <laughs> it was all on WordPress. I uh, became a WordPress master in, in this entire process. So, um, and once I got a taste of that, I thought, all right, I, I see, I see how this is going to Right. <laughs> work. And I haven't looked back. It's become an obsession. <laughs> okay. So when you launch, what, when did you launch that first course? Oh my gosh. I think that was in 2000, either late 2009 or beginning of 2010. Okay. So there wasn't any real launch strategies. People weren't doing launches every other week. Yeah. Brendan Burchard wasn't around with his three video launch sequence and email and all that other great stuff. Yep. How did you go about launching? So Every email that I ever got, I I never in the beginning knew why I was going to save them or what I was going to do with it. But all these emails from all these people that were interested in getting into the business and wanted to pick my brain, I saved all of those. So it still started with the list um, that I was curating for, you know, and just knowing someday this might come in handy. So I had this list built up of people that had been reaching out to me over the past two, three years. And that was the first email that I sent out. You know, the website went up and then I, sent that email out. And then, um, I definitely used my Twitter and my Facebook to push it out as well. So (laughs) all those first few clients came from, I added, I added them to a list. Oh, that's awesome. So you actually use those business cards that you got. 
Absolutely. <laughs> that is that is brilliant. About how many people do you think was on that first mailing? Uh, let's see. The first mailing, I probably had, I don't know, probably 80 or 90. Oh, my God. That's not that's nothing. <laughs> yeah, No, it's nothing at all. But the thing is, it's such a niche industry. Uh-huh. I mean, image consulting. And so it's 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 exactly it's so easy to target and it converts really high if you're putting out good content and, you know, it resonates. It resonates with them. Right. So after you did that and you had a little taste of the success that you can have from launching an e-course, I'm sure you got, you know, a few thousand dollars from your, from your first launch. When yep. did you launch your second product or did you just add more content to that, to that product and raise the price? So after I did that, I think I ran that course for about a year and a half. And then I, I, I wanted to somehow, I thought this is great. You know, I'm going to run this every other month, a clear start date, end date. Wouldn't it be great if I had some sort of subscription model, you know, so every <laughs> month I've got something coming in. So I did kind of trial and error that that was a huge failure. It was a mistake. Um, I feel it kind of, I drove a few people away. So I thought, you know, if I, if I got them enrolled in the course, it would auto enroll them into a month to month, like $20, $30 subscription. Mm-hmm. And I built this whole kind of, um, online login site that had tons of resource. I mean, tons of valuable information and resources and tools in there, but it just, it wasn't, it, it was not a fit for this industry. It was definitely not a fit for this industry. So, um, I kind of scrapped all that and the introduction course was great, but these people that had been through the course were wanting more. So I wasn't so much seeking out new customers anymore. I was looking to convert my my current customers again into something much larger. So then I thought, okay, why don't I take the model of some sort of online classroom where I sell kind of access passes to it, you know, a a basic pass for three months access or a 12 month pass for, for a year long access with bonus perks. Um, and I built all these courses, five to 10 minute videos with downloadable worksheets and checklists, and they have modules. And it really was focused on that business side of things. And I had this huge lead up launch. Um, I threw an online launch party. We had about 200 people that showed up for the, for the online launch party video. I broadcasted live tons of amazing feedback. My list was blowing up, Nice. not converting. Oh my God. I mean, and this was priced at like 285 for the basic. And then it was five around 500 for the premium. I think I made, I think I made about four sales in two months. Oh my God. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? Because my list is growing like crazy. People are emailing me. People are giving me amazing feedback. And I respond to every single email, every single tweet. What in the world? And finally, it just kind of dawned on me. My own service in my classroom here is competing for the budget that they're allocating for credentials. These people want a certification. And while they might think all of my stuff is amazing, they're not going to invest in that until they get that, you know, two, three, four thousand $4,000 certification. They're not even going to spend. Why would they when they can put that in their bank account and save that for that? So that was just the truth of the matter. You really need to match. It wasn't a, it wasn't a content problem whatsoever. It was just a packaging problem. Um, so once I kind of, that kind of dawned on me, uh, I, I, I repurposed it and I built a certification course and (laughs) uh, all the effort that went into selling a $300 product. I'm now selling a $2,400 product and made five figures in the first launch of that. So there you go. (laughs) 
boom. We pay $2,400, but they are not paying $300. What is going on here? <laughs> that is, that, that's amazing. You know, the funny thing is that uh, where did the certification come from? Is this just something? How, how does that work? Is so. It, there's no barrier to entry for this industry, just like there are a lot of, you know, life coaching, um, you know, a lot of other industries that are coaching consulting related. Mm -hmm. So the certifications that are out there in our industry, there's, there's no standard, there's no regulation, there's everything's totally formatted differently. And it's just all experienced image consultants that are building their own curriculum and popping up a course, offering a certificate. And, you know, there's, there's certainly a governing body, a professional organization that's, um, obviously, it's not a um, necessary requirement to become an image consultant, but it, it, my course does provide the CEUs for them to go on and join that organization. And it ties into that, but it's, there's no, there's nothing I have to register it through because there's, it's a no barrier to entry industry. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So did you have to do anything for your course to count as um, continuing education units for that organization? It, I just have to make sure I'm following their guidelines and teaching some of the core concepts that they've outlined in their their regulations. Yeah, so much much like the coaching industry because yep. I got a certified business and executive coach from the Certified Coaching yep. Federation, and then there's another bigger federation that does it, and then every other high dollar coach offers their own certification. So yep. yeah, that's Same. that is very interesting. What a story! That's I like that. That's uh, <laughs> I like, hey, look, I'm not selling it. I'm gonna <laughs> remake it and do it again. Again, and like, you know, it would have been a different story if my list was stagnant, if I, if no one was responding to my emails. So it was so frustrating. It's like, okay, there's tons of engagement. Like the, the, the clearly something's working, but why aren't these people converting? Right. It was, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's, I think it's really interesting. You've, you've talked about basically two successes that you had, one sort of failure, but you pivoted and you pivoted very quickly. Mm -hmm. Where did you learn the pivot? Because, because not a lot of entrepreneurs would have just gotten crushed. Yeah. You know, there's never, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm, you know, people talk about having backup plans or plan B's, I, you know, for, for tornadoes and emergencies. Yes, that's great. But like for my business, I've never had, there's never been a backup plan. It's just, you make this work or you don't. I mean, not even a don't. I mean, it's, you make it work. Um, and so the pivots really in my career have come from, come from those situations that you think are temporary. So whether it's a lack of inspiration that ends up being a permanent lack of inspiration or a permanent, um, sense of frustration, or like I said, I kind of went through a phase of contempt year two or year three. Cause I just, it, it wasn't that I didn't love what I was doing anymore. It's that I had started evolving as a business owner. And it was like, I was kind of holding myself back from following that natural progression in a way. So the pivot for me has always been, unfortunately, out of a sense of, of frustration. And I just, I, I need to make this work. There's no other choice. There's no backup plan. I don't give myself a backup plan on purpose. Yeah. I read something in your, um, on your site that you talk about, there's actually a talk that you give about getting out of your own way. Yep. Self-sabotage. Yep. Is that part of how you realize, is that how you develop that talk is uh, just going through some of the frustrations that you've gone through? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not like, it's not like insecurities or, or some of those, those, um, you know, maybe worries about what if no one wants this ever goes away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be lying to you if I said all the time, I just, you know, was a Pollyanna about everything, but <laughs> it's about managing that, you know, managing that and just, and really just trusting yourself that it's good. And so that was the thing, you know, with this pivot of, okay, they're not buying this, but look at what is working, you know, look at, look at the list and look at the feedback and look at what, so something's working here. It's just not, the pieces aren't put together the right way. Um, and honestly, having really reliable people in your life that you can go to and bounce ideas off of. If, if I didn't have a circle of people that I trusted and that I, if I wasn't open to hearing criticism, I certainly wouldn't be in the place that I am now. So you've got to have those people you can go to when you're banging your head against the wall and be like, what is going on here? You know, give me that outside perspective. That outside perspective is so incredibly important. Right now, did you have a, a mastermind group that you belong to or just a, a really supportive group of friends? just really supportive group of friends. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur, you kind of find yourself in, in entrepreneurship circles within your community. So just, just kind of knowing people that have had their own businesses and I knew could provide very solid feedback, very objective feedback, um, which is, yeah, just community based. Yeah. So you're, and you're in the Charleston area and I I understand that's a really good area to be in. There's a lot of little small businesses like that. Yeah, there's really kind of no choice here. There's a, a few big industries, but for the most part, it's it's a lot of boutique marketing, PR firms, freelancers, a lot of entrepreneurs here. Uh, that is awesome. So so let's talk a little bit about your new the, your rebranding. Yeah. Tell us tell us a little bit about how you rebranded from McKinsey Image Consulting to your new thing. Yeah. So when I started McKinsey Image Consulting, as I mentioned earlier, I was 22, you know, I thought I'm going to start this image consulting company. It's going to be amazing. And then, you know, year two, year three, I kind of fell out of love with the client work. And that's when I pivoted and started doing the training side of it and fell in love with that. And so I kind of, um, I neglected McKinsey Image Consulting for a while there. I had an intern turned apprentice turned employee who I passed off the client work to. So she was kind of managing all of the consults and I wasn't doing that anymore. And so once I, once I got our, our training studio at the place that it needed to be at and everything's set, everything's built, it's out of development phase. Now it's just in marketing. I was able to circle back around in the past year and take a look at my original company. Um, it it's, it's got a presence here in Charleston. It's got a presence online. It's got a big presence within the industry. So that was all fine. I've, I kept up with it marketing wise, but in terms of really sitting down and kind of doing an audit on everything, it, it had been a very long time. And to be honest, again, I, I just had fallen out of love with it. And over the years, I've been pulling in resources, aka my collective now, because our clients were asking for those things. So my clients were coming to us for image, but they're also asking for health coaches and wellness coaches and life coaches. And, you know, they're going through a transformation. So they want to do all of that. Right. So I circled back around and I thought, all right, well, A, I'm, I hate the name. <laughs> like you kind of wake up one day and I'm like, I hate the logo. I hate the name. What have I been doing? Um, sat on that for a little bit and decided that this, this needed to be, why are we not housing this under one, under, under one roof? They're asking for it. It's so obvious. It's just waiting to be done. So um, it was about a seven month process of, okay, am I really going to do this? Cause this is a lot of work to rebrand a company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if I'm going to do this, I'm only going to do this once, you know, so, uh, you know, ditch, ditch my name out of it. It's, 
alienating for my team members. Uh, let's come up with something that, that really resonates, that's shareable, that, that makes people excited to share our content. And I felt that McKenzie Image Consulting was kind of lacking that. It's not that it had a negative connotation, but it's not the most shareable name. It, it, you know, There's not a lot of people that want to admit they're working with an image consultant. So that mm-hmm. definitely was a big part of our thought process. Nice. So the best self, best, best kept self, if I yep. can talk, <laughs> how'd you guys come up with that? Was that your brainchild or was that a collective of, of your, uh, your partners? It was my brainchild. I, I, it's not like that name, um, popped up for me right away. I went through, gosh, several rounds of just brainstorming keywords and what I wanted it to be like. And again, that whole concept of, no, I don't want it to be something people are ashamed to share. I want it to be something exciting. I want it to be something timeless. Um, and I really wanted it to be a flexible brand. And I think that's the one thing that, um, with social media and everything that people can do now with content, they really need to start thinking in terms of having flexible businesses. So they're not pigeonholed and cornered into just the consulting work. And Mackenzie image consulting was so limiting in what we could do. And best kept self is, is the name of it. And everything allows us to be flexible with the people we'd want to partner with to bring in different programs or contributors. So it just, it was a lot of just writing down keywords, brainstorming, and then of course, making sure your online assets are available as well. Right. So now, now what courses do you offer now? Cause you get, you, I'm sure you offer, a. A variety of courses because now you have more than one thing that you're doing. It's not just image consulting. It's kind of everything. It's everything. Yeah. So the wonderful thing about it, again, with this flexibility is that we've kind of combined. I wanted it to be a place where we put out really amazing content which isn't innovative. That's not an, obviously not a new concept, but I wanted it to also be a place where you knew the authors behind the content and you felt like you had personal connections with those people writing it. And not only personal connections, but you with a click of a button could hire that person for a crash consult over Skype, or you could join their upcoming program and we could pop up programs based on the feedback and the comments we're getting on the blog posts. So we still do the, the one-to-one consulting work, whether that's virtual or live here in Charleston, but we're going to start popping up um, a webinar series here every month. It's a consistent theme with a different topic. And then our latest program that we rolled out uh, last weekend was a beauty through food three-week course. And it's mm-hmm. a course aimed at women to improve their skin, get younger looking skin through food alone, no products. Um, and that was based on the content from our health coach. Oh, wow. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I saw that on the uh, when I was looking at the site. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. I, you know, I was looking at your site. It's very clean. And I love the fact that you're a WordPress geek. And that's just funny to me. <laughs> Total. <laughs> when you deliver your courses, what are you using? Are you using like WP Courseware or Wishlist Member or something like that? Or did you program something yourself? Uh, I did not program it myself. In the very beginning, I was... Slacker. Yeah, right? (laughs) In the very beginning, I was using Wishlist. Um, Wishlist combined with a bunch of other plugins, and it was a lot to manage. Mm -hmm. And then I stumbled upon Optimize Press, and I'm in love with it. And Optimize Press is excellent for membership-based sites, e-courses, very robust e-learning Um, or webinars as well. So Optimize really handles the theme layout, the payment gateways, the membership organization, um, secures all my pages for me. And then um, 
I have a separate affiliate plugin. I can't tell you the name of it off the top of my head. I forget that I'm also using. And then, uh, I'm a huge fan of lead pages. Lead pages is one of my favorite resources for entrepreneurs. And that's a really quick way for me to pop up some squeeze or landing pages. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because with lead pages and also with optimized press, you can use the, the squeeze pages in optimized press. Why, yep. why do you choose to use lead pages along with optimized press? Good question. Cause they do a lot of things that are super similar. There's, there's a lot of times where I'm just going to run a one on one off program that I'm not planning on running again in the future. And with optimized press, I still have to build that page. Um, mm-hmm. I of course can kind of save my templates and whatnot, but there's a lot more time involved with optimized press to build those sales pages. Whereas lead pages, it's kind of already done. And you know, their whole mantra is, you know, with five clicks, you've got a page up. So if I need to do something quickly and it's for a one-off project, I go to lead pages. If I need a quick opt-in bride page, and especially with it being able to be synced with Facebook, I go to lead pages. And um, I, I also really love the analytics on, on lead pages. So I reserve that for kind of one-off projects, things that I need to pop up quickly. Um, and they've, they've mastered the conversion process. Yeah, that they have. <laughs> I have to admit, Clay Collins is, uh, he's awesome. He's, yeah, he's phenomenal. You know, it's funny. I um, I'm a bit of a WordPress geek, and I buy all kinds of plugins and mess around with different stuff. And I've just, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's time to just break down and go ahead and do optimized press. I did. Um, there's one called InstaMember and InstaBuilder, and it's very similar. But it's not as robust. It's on my site now, and it's like, ah, I just don't like it. And I've looked at a couple pages that are optimized press. Well, I've looked at dozens of pages that are optimized press with, mm-hmm. with lead pages. And I'm like, okay, time to take the dive. Quit messing yeah. around. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's really changed. I'm like, what was I doing this whole time? <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. I understand. Oh, yep. So now, now when you guys do live events, how do you go about doing a live event? When you say live event, uh, event, what do you mean? So you guys have these, you have like a live course or, um, or do you not? Do you do things like they're in Charleston? Oh, um, well, we have in the past with McKenzie Image Consulting, um, Best Kept Self, we have yet to launch something, but our, our long-term plan is to definitely hold some sort of two-day retreat conference type event uh, for women that would, would not only be catered to the local community, but we'd hope to, to draw people flying in for that event. Um, and I've really found a lot of success with combining, again, combining that online presence and kind of the online learning with live coaching as well. Mm-hmm. I really, I really feel that, you know, yes, people love the easy e-courses, kind of set it, forget it. They can get that content, but I really want them to still feel like we're engaged and we care. So a lot of the programs that we might roll out with are still going to have that live coaching component to it along with the e-learning. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a touch that you don't see that often. Usually Mm -hmm. it's a coaching course. And even if it's a group coaching course, it's all online, not much interaction or the one-to-one interaction is very, very limited. I, I like the way that you're talking about you guys do it. That's, in, that's that's a very interesting way to do it. And I feel like it would negate everything that I stood for if I didn't. You know, the, the pushback why I didn't get into um, the certification for so long is I kind of pushed that off for so long is that I, I really – I believe in the one-on-one coaching because it's so personalized and everyone comes from a totally different background. And so I had to find a good, I didn't, I didn't want to be a sellout, you know, like I didn't want to put everything online and then just feel like I wasn't there. I mean, I, I really care about these aspiring consultants that are going through it. And I want them to have all the information that I had to learn the hard way up front. And I want them to be told the things that 
other people aren't telling them that they need to know. Like they need to be thinking about scale from the beginning, you know, or even know what that is from the beginning. I mean, no one was, no one was preaching that to me. So, um, to, to be able to combine the content online and then reserve two weeks of that six week course to live coaching, I think is a really good selling point for our program. Right. Yeah. I'm looking at, you know, I was going through some of your programs and some of the stuff that you guys offer and it's, you, you have an amazing, you know, gamut of things that you guys do. So, and it's so easy to do stuff. And I, I like the fact that you can just pick something and there's everything on your site. So there's image stuff, there's food stuff. It's a one stop for everything. Yep. Yep. I, the style sessions. That's kind of nice. I like the way that you guys have style sessions. Do mm -hmm. you, um, in your marketing, do you use Instagram a lot as far as your, your style stuff? Yeah, we just got into that. I've had a personal account for a while. And then I really, we never had a, a business account for Mackenzie Image Consulting. But with Best Kept Self, we, we've gotten into that. Um, of course, we just launched May 6th. I think we're, we're hovering around 200 followers now. And it's been great. It's been, it's, it's a whole different audience that maybe isn't spending time on Twitter or even checking out the fan page. And it's, it's been really cool to interact with people on there. That's, it's definitely a new platform for me. I tend to, I, I tend to live on Twitter and kind of obsess about Twitter, yeah. um, Facebook. So it's been cool to kind of explore Instagram and all the amazing connections you can build on there. Yeah. Instagram is a, a, a funny little place to be. I don't, uh, I don't quite get it sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's been, it's, it's interesting to see the posts that people really engage on because they're always the posts you wouldn't expect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I was, I'm looking at the, um, the personal styling sessions. I like the branding that you've put on that instead of image consulting, it's a personal styling session. Uh-huh. And the uh the image, I guess this is this is uh, Megan. Yep. It looks very much like what you see on Pinterest where uh -huh. you know it's a nice clean background, standing there, sun shining, she's got on a coordinated outfit. Yep. Do you guys do like an a um an outfit of the day? We don't get into the outfit of the day. Um, you know, one of the things that we really want to stand for in our business is being extremely pragmatic, being very realistic. We don't consider ourselves in terms of the style sessions as being fashionistas. In fact, we don't even really do a lot of posts about trends or fashion because fashion and style are two different things. And the market that we've really had success with is, you know, the everyday man and woman, we get a lot of male clients that are just are looking for a very realistic style and fashion's intimidating to them. So we want to be that place that makes it easy and not intimidating and makes it really fun and, and shows them that, you know, style is very personal and very unique. And there's a very specific process to walk through to discover what that style is. And it doesn't have to be this intimidating over the top. You know, you don't have to know the top designer brands. We want it to be extremely attainable. Right. So let me ask you this. How much time do you actually switching gears? How much time do you spend going around um, speaking at different places? Um, it goes through waves, of course. I think just kind of depending on when the conference season and whatnot. Um, summer slows down for me. I would say about – I'd say about – 30% of my efforts are dedicated to public speaking. And mind you, that's all, that's all organic. That's, those aren't, those aren't events that I'm seeking out. Um, 
because I just don't, I haven't had time. <laughs> um, so that's all just people reaching out to me and, and, and me dedicating my time to that. Oh, very nice. When you think, when I think about an entrepreneur like you and, uh, you know, did a bunch of research and looked into your background, I'm like, wow, she is like moving and doing stuff. And <laughs> I didn't realize that you did all of this, like from the ground up until you just told the story. Yeah. I'm like, wow, this is, this is amazing story. What does your morning look like? Because oh my gosh, it's it's you know every entrepreneur that I know that's even moderately successful for a sustained period of time, they've got like a morning ritual. Do you have a morning ritual? Uh, no. Up until <laughs> up until uh, I don't know if you saw on Best Kept Self, we ran this thirty day tra- this challenge all through June. It's called yeah. Start Right End Right, and it's on the premise that if you start your morning right, you'll end your day right, and. Yeah. So that's gotten me in the routine, you know, I'm following our own content, but, um, I am not a morning person. And it's so funny because my husband is also an entrepreneur and he is, a, I mean, like 4 30 AM morning person and thrives on that routine. And I like, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> a really, really terrible morning Tourette's when the alarm goes off. I mean, it's not a good, it's not a good situation. <laughs> so I'm definitely, I need, I need to be eased into my morning. So I, I'm, I've always been a night owl and it's this pressure, you know, you see all these articles that come out about why morning people are oh, yeah. successful and it's just this, you know, it's, it's definitely something that's always at the back of my mind. Um, but I will tell you that when I'm on a schedule and I, I am productively getting up, you know, six thirty, seven in the morning, and I'm reserving some time to get a healthy breakfast in, it does make all the difference. I'd be lying if I said it didn't. All right, there's this book by this guy. Um, his name is Hal Elrod, and uh-huh. it's called The Miracle Morning. I'll check that out. You, yeah, you have to check it out. I just finished it. Um, I don't. I can't sit down and read anything. It's just yeah. I just don't have the time. Yeah. But um. I got it on Audible, been listening to it while I've been running and putting some of it into practice. I haven't quite gotten to the 4.30 every morning yeah. thing that I used to that I used to do, uh, but it's it's an interesting way to think about it. And it's, yeah. here's Miracle Morning only takes about a half hour and you spend about 10 minutes doing each thing. Yeah. So, you know, you, 10 minutes, you know, you drink your tea and you kind of journal for 10 minutes and then you meditate yep. for 10 minutes and you do this for 10 minutes and you exercise for 10 minutes. And by the time you're finished, it's, you know, five o'clock and you're yep. ready to go if you're yep. ready or I can, maybe you could go back to bed, but <laughs> that's yeah. probably what I would do. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I mean, bottom line though, I mean, I, and I learned this the hard way too, several years ago, if you don't take care of yourself, you're, you're not going to make money. You know, I I mean, especially entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get burnt out. And if you aren't doing things for yourself and eating healthy and getting up and having breakfast and taking time, whether that is early morning or late at night to just shut down and let your mind rest. I mean, you're, you're going to burn out if not, um, make yourself sick, make yourself fatigued. And I've, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs that just, they put everything on hold because they're so focused in on their business and it ends up hurting you in the long long run. It ends up, um, procrastinating all the things that you could be doing because you're fatigued, you're tired. So you're not productive. So there's certainly definitely something to be said about, um, making sure that you are definitely starting your day, right? Whatever time that is. And, you know, I guess morning routine, you know, when I get to my office, a lot of it is about accountability, you know, so purposely scheduling meetings in the morning, um, purposely having my interns come in on specific days, you know, just having people around you forces you to be so much more productive when you're self-employed. 
Right, right. I'm sure. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. So, what are you reading right now? What what book are you reading right now? Oh my gosh, uh, what book am I? Oh, Power of Now. Oh yeah, The Power of Now. Yep, I'm reading that um, just to help me really stay super present in the moment and not so in my head. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are often in their head. It can be hard to get out of that and just kind of enjoy the minute to minute of every every day of every life. So, uh, Power of Now has been amazing. And then um, I just I also I also put myself through grad school during this whole self employment. Yeah, I saw that. I meant to mention that. <laughs> So I just finished grad school in a communication and leadership um, uh, program in December. So once that was done, I could actually read for fun. So I started diving into the classics, actually. I I stayed away from fiction for so long because there was, again, like a guilt about reading something that wasn't nonfiction. It was like, if I'm going to be reading, I should be doing productive and learning. Um, So I took a break there and started reading some of the classics, and that's, that's been fun. You know, I've actually done that, and um, sometimes you just need the mental floss of yeah. reading something that is not real, <laughs> to, exactly. you know, exactly. to kind of center you. But yeah, uh, the power of now—that's um, that's Deepak, I believe, right? Yep. Yep. Now, did you get the audio, or are you just um, reading the book? Reading the book. Mm-hmm. The audio CD that comes with it—he does a meditation thing that's there. Yeah. And that's like my go-to if I'm stuck in the car in traffic and don't want to listen to anything business related. Yep. Or, you know, one of those lunch hours where it's like, okay, this is just one of those days I I need to escape. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a good way to become quiet and centered and interesting. So what's, what's a tool that you're like currently in love with that you use? I know you've got a lot of resources listed on your resource page. What's yeah. like the one thing that you can just not do without that you want to recommend for somebody? See, lately it's been, it's been Buffer app. I really love Buffer. <laughs> I, you know, obviously I'm, I love Twitter. I'm obsessed with it. And, but it can be hard for me to, to share content sporadically because I'm so busy, you know, throughout the day and whatnot. Um, and there's so many amazing blogs out there that I want to catch up with, but let's, let's face it. Like that doesn't happen very often where during the day I'm sitting and I'm able to catch up on those things. So I, I have everything, um, in my buffer app now that you can add feeds to it, which is fantastic. And I'm super easily, I just, you know, if it's a Sunday night and I'm catching up on all my blogs, I can just buffer everything out. I mean, there's so many things I want to tweet and share, but obviously you can't just tweet 50 articles in 30 minutes. So buffer has been really amazing to let me schedule content. And then I can just use Twitter to focus on conversing with people and interacting with people and, you know, building relationships. And I don't have to be so pressured to, oh my gosh, I need to think of content to post right now because I've already done it. Right. You know, I noticed on your, um, on your site, speaking of apps and things that you use, you guys have really great images on your site. What do yes. you use? I, I know that you have PicMonkey on there. Yep. Um, what, is that what you use? Um, that is what I usually recommend or I'm having, you know, my interns that come in and they just need to pop up some images. I also in the learning curve of WordPress decided that I needed to learn Photoshop, which took me a long time to figure (laughs) out, but I'm so happy that I took that learning curve on Photoshop's been amazing. Um, I can think back years ago when I was making graphics in word and screenshotting them, you know, I'm trying to get creative and resourceful. Um, Photoshop's changed my life. So usually it's Photoshop and then there's 
so many amazing free creative common um, sites out there to get to get photography. We're obviously not buying buying stock photography for our website for our blog posts. I mean, um, so PhotoPin is one of my favorite go to resources. Um, that's all legitimate. Uh, you know, you never want anyone going and taking a <laughs> Google image. That's just it's insane that people do that. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so usually PhotoPin, PicMonkey, super easy for people that need to make, you know, awesome quote graphics and easy viral content and then Photoshop. Have you ever heard of Canva? I just discovered that I think from Amy Porterfield, I think was talking about that. I haven't been on it yet, but it seems really cool. Oh, it is an amazing site. I, um, I do all my blog graphics with it and I know Photoshop, but it's just so quick for me to do it on Canva yeah. <laughs> that I just go to Canva and do it. And they add new things all the time. So they just added um, Kindle book covers where you can design oh, your Kindle book cover. That's neat. And they have all these pre-designed things that you can use their stock images or you can just upload your own and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of go off of their um, their template design. And then they just added um, Google Plus images. So the header for Google Plus uh-huh. so you can customize your Google plus business page images really easy in Canva now. So I've got to actually go back and update mine. Cause I was too lazy to actually do it in Canva and did yeah. quick in Photoshop and took like 10 minutes to do it. And yeah, it doesn't look as good as I'd like for it to, but I needed to get something done. So now I can go back and do it in Canva and yeah, probably get it done in 10 minutes and actually have it look good. So it look good. Yeah. I'm going to have to take a look at that. Um, another one, as you were talking that, that I thought of that's been excellent is place it. Have you been on that? No, no I have not. Place it is place it. Um, dot net is basically, you know, you see, if, especially for us content marketers, those beautiful photographs of like the iPads and the Mac computers with your website on the front, instead of trying to finagle that on Photoshop, it is a place you can get, it's totally free for a certain size image for what you probably need. If you're posting on Facebook and stuff, it's free. Um, and you can go up there, just put in the URL of the site that you want kind of screenshotted. And then they have tons of backgrounds with every device you could think of, um, or just, you know, a really clean computer with a white background. So it's great for those advertising and promotionals, oh promotional images that you need. It's an awesome website, placeit.net. All right, cool. I'll put that in the uh, show notes as well. And is there something that, you know, what's, what's the, like the one thing that super inspires you or the one person that super inspires you? Because what I've noticed with people like you, mm-hmm. and you mentioned Amy Porterfield, and mm-hmm. so I know kind of the circle that you're plugged into and you, yep. and you, you, your style reminds me of Amy and Melanie Duncan, just the way that you, the site is presented uh-huh. and how you guys do your programs. Like this is very B school, Marie Forleo mm-hmm. it's together. And if it's not, then that's a compliment to you guys. You guys are really doing it. <laughs> um, gosh, who I, there's not, I, I get asked this question a lot and I wish I had that go to one person. It's, there's not one person person. Um, I really, really, I I've spent a lot of time studying other people's models. And I think there's a lot of people that I don't know if it's pride or they, they feel guilt or, you know, I'm not talking about copying. Definitely not. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is uh, there's no need to reinvent the wheel if there's already processes and systems in place that are working for other people. So what I've spent a lot of time doing and just being really inspired by is seeing how these people like Amy and Melanie Duncan and, um, Marie Forleo have built these platforms 
just based on their personality and, you know, you can tell that it's so incredibly genuine and that is so inspiring. But now, you know, the process and all these, all these people, all these content marketers, it's the same thing. You know, you, you have an opt-in bribe, you build a list, you provide value, you, you convert them, then you sell more, you convert them to a larger product. I mean, it's the same system. Um, so I just, I'm, I'm, when I study other people's models and I see what they're doing, I'm just, it's so incredibly inspiring and I just love the transparency of it all. So honestly, anyone that's, that's not afraid to just put themselves out there and put themselves out there in such a genuine matter, and then also be willing to share and be an open book and be transparent about how they did it is, is that's just incredible to me. Yeah. So your inspiration is just other successful entrepreneurs, which is awesome. Yeah. And of course, I mean, I have to definitely say my husband, (laughs) I would would be lying if I didn't say he was, I mean, he's been a tremendous impact in my life. Again, another entrepreneur in his own right, um, with several projects of his own going on. And, and, uh, you know, just, I, I think anytime you surround yourself with people that are passionate about something and are willing to take that, that risk in putting themselves out there. It's, it's, it's hard not to have that rub off on you. Right. Now that's really rare that, um, both you guys are entrepreneurs. Usually one is the, um, uh, yes. <laughs> the sane person that, <laughs> you know, they're like, yeah. okay. And it's then, an interesting dynamic. I, <laughs> bet, I bet. What does your husband do? Um, he, again, multiple, multiple projects. He's, um, primarily in tech and software development. And also, um, he really got his start in Facebook marketing and reaching out to businesses and, and using, uh, Facebook marketing as a conversion tool. Mm -hmm. So we were in somewhat, we share similar interests, but we definitely are in very different areas. Our skill sets are very complementary to each other, but, as you can imagine, with two entrepreneurial mindsets, <laughs> sometimes yeah. we can we can battle battle a little bit, battle minds. So well, I bet both type A. Yeah, <laughs> it's again never a dull moment. We never we never. A lot of times, you know, we're both so busy during our week that you know we don't even really catch up. It's like let's save it for Saturday when we can go out and have time to talk for hours at once because there's just every day it's something new and amazing, or you just you never know. So right, yeah, that's awesome. Well, Shauna. It has been a pleasure talking to you and learning about your business and learning about what you've been doing and what you've been up to. Uh, I think everybody is just going to really enjoy this interview. Oh, awesome. I appreciate it. There's a ton more stuff that we could get into that I I just didn't, we just don't have the time for today. So I'll definitely, if you want, I'll have to have you, have you guys back on. Oh, that would be wonderful. Absolutely. I would actually mind having getting like all of you guys on a Skype. That would be interesting. You know, I have found the best just panel discussions. I mean, when you get to see when you get to see the variance in opinions, I I think that's one of the best learning tools you could provide your audience. I to have a bunch of voices in one room talking about, you know, the same topic. It's it's super helpful for people to see that Yes, there's strategies, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's one path to get there. And so for me, that provides a lot of reassurance. I hope it does for other people to realize that there's, there's always your own path. And I think to be able to have a bunch of people on one call to, to really see that we've all gotten there in our own way, I think that could be really inspiring. Oh, yeah. We may have to do a, uh, a super Google Hangout. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks a lot. And I do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I had a blast. That was a fun interview. That was a fun time. Great conversation. We could have just kept on going and talking for hours. I think we had a lot in common as far as our our experiences. Um, A couple places I want to go ahead and let you know that you can find Shauna online. You can find her across all the social networks, Facebook through 
Instagram, and you'll find her on those networks. Facebook is Shauna McKenzie. So Facebook.com slash Shauna McKenzie INC. Twitter is Miss Shauna Mac. You can also find her on LinkedIn, Pinterest, which you gotta you guys have to check out her Pinterest page. She even had a board that I could follow, and it is Shauna McKenzie, Pinterest.com slash Shauna McKenzie, and the same thing on Instagram. Now I wanted to go ahead and talk about a couple things that we covered in this this chat that we had one i think one of the most important things that you guys can take away from this is the way that she never just sat still and continued to do something that she didn't feel really good about initially when she was building her business like i say all the time you just got to get out there and you got to shake hands you got to kiss babies you got to go and meet the people in the community you got to go to those chamber events chamber of you know chamber of commerce events you have to go to kawinas club you got to do whatever you need to do bni any of those networking groups while you're building that initial business for that first i would say 24 months so that you can get a very firm handle on who your client is what you're actually doing and make those connections because it's going to take you further now remember guys she launched a product with about 90 people on her list that was shocking to me because most people talk about, oh, well, I had a list of 1,000 or 1,500 or 2,000 or something like that when they launched their first product. She launched her first e-course with about 90 people on her list and sold it for about a year without doing anything to it. She made a pivot, added more content, did a subscription-based thing, and it flopped. I mean, it absolutely just tanked. And she couldn't figure out why. Well, she ended up figuring out why. People wanted a certification program. And so what did she do? She created it. Guys, it's about finding the need, filling that need, asking questions to your audience, and then taking that and doing something with it, giving them what they want. Basically, people will tell you what they want. All you have to do is ask. She asked, she delivered, and six-figure plus business that she's running now with four other amazing women. And there's going to be something special coming up in the next few months with her entire team. Just an amazing story. Definitely make sure to check out bestkeptself.com and also check her out on shawnamckenzie.com. And you can see, you know, all the stuff that she's been featured in, like Huffington Post, uh, YFS Magazine, Mint, She Knows, Lucky, Career Builder, all kinds of sites. Uh, I think she was even on HGTV for something. So, I mean, she's pretty amazing. And this is a pretty amazing team. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more from Shauna McKenzie. I guarantee you guys are going to be hearing a lot more from her. She's doing some amazing stuff. This is a great brand for women to follow because they've they've got everything you need. They've got the health and beauty, inner health, image consulting or, you know, style consulting, the diet and health. Everything's there. They've got it all for you. Plus she does her own, you know, business coaching and stuff like that and they still do consultation work. So just an amazing person. I was really excited that she uh, was able to jump onto the podcast and talk to you guys about how she built her business and the amazing things that they're doing in South Carolina at Best Kept Self, plus her other stuff. So just a lot of fun. I really did enjoy this, as you guys can tell. But you guys know I love podcasting. So hey, I enjoy every last interview. It's always fun. Guys, if you got a lot of value out of this, let me know. Make some comments or go out on iTunes, leave us a review and a rating. 
That helps to get the show out to more people. Remember, we're trying to stay in that top 200, that coveted top 200 spot in iTunes. I know you guys love the show. I've been getting great feedback. Just make sure if you have not already, go out, leave us a rating and review. We're really trying to get to 50 before the end of July. We're at 22 now. It's not that hard. We know we can get there with you guys' support. I really do appreciate it, guys. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of here, and I will see you in the next episode.